Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, 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 it surely does seem like it's been a hell of a long time since we last had a conversation. So how are you doing today? Today's Monday, June the 15th of 2020, day 167 of the year, and only, are you ready for this? 199 days left before the whole thing's over with. Duh. At least that's what they're telling us. Anyways, how are you doing today? Welcome to Safety FM, and welcome to the Rated R Safety Show, just in case if you weren't sure where you're actually at. If you are paying close attention on the streamer, yep, it does look different in here, because we have done a revamp to the studio. So yeah, a little bit different there, but if you are streaming us live on safetyfm.com, who gives a shit? Because all you get to do is take a listen to what we have going on. Also, we're streaming on safetyfm.com, safetyfm.tv for the video aspect of it. We're also available via podcast, so you could be taking a listen to us a little bit later on inside of the day, and that's perfectly fine, too. Anyways, how are you? How has how was your weekend? Did you do anything exciting, anything out of the ordinary, anything extremely fun that you could possibly do? I don't know. What are you taking a look at? What are you enjoying on the lifetime of things going on? So, yeah, maybe some questions right away. Why the changes in the studio? We want to bring you some of the best things that we can do streaming-wise, and you will see some changes as we go forward. That's kind of part of the plan. We kind of knew how the structure was going to go going forward. Never really thought that the video aspect was going to be a piece of it, but who gives a shit about all that stuff? And let's kind of get you some of the main reasons why you're here, and let's get you some of the news stories that you're going to care about for that way we can get into our lingo. So anyways, here's our friends from Feature Story News bringing you the stuff that you truly do care about. Bringing you information you never knew you cared about. Rated R Safety Show. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Ollie Barrett. A former US Marine has been found guilty of espionage by a Russian court and sentenced to 16 years in a labour camp. Paul Whelan's denied all charges and his lawyers plan to appeal the conviction. FSN's Julia Chapman reports from Moscow. 
U.S. Ambassador to Russia John Sullivan called Paul Whelan's trial and sentence a mockery of justice. He and the representatives of Whelan's other countries of citizenship had been blocked from attending proceedings on national security grounds. The prosecution accused Whelan of espionage, saying he was arrested in possession of classified intelligence. Whelan's brother David said it was the Russian legal system that was found guilty of injustice. His family hopes that his conviction could pave the way for a prisoner exchange, which they believe was Russia's goal all along. Julia Chapman, Moscow. India's announced new emergency measures for the capital New Delhi as it struggles to cope with a surge in COVID-19 cases. The Indian capital is grappling with a huge shortage of critical medical infrastructure at a time when cases may be peaking. Delhi recorded its biggest spike so far, more than 2,200 new cases on Sunday. Nihir Pune reports from New Delhi. The Indian government has said that testing in Delhi will be tripled this week. Currently, the capital is only testing about 5,000 people a day, one of the lowest testing rates in India. 500 railway coaches will also be converted into COVID-19 treatment centres soon. This is expected to expand Delhi's bed capacity to nearly 20,000, double of what it is right now. Projections show that by the end of July, Delhi will need about 80,000 beds. Health officials will also go door-to-door in areas with active COVID-19 cases to boost contact tracing efforts. Neha Punya, New Delhi. Beijing has recorded 36 new locally transmitted COVID-19 cases. It's raised fears of a second wave in China's capital after 36 cases were also registered on Saturday. UK shops are reopening after nearly three months of coronavirus lockdown. Non-essential retail outlets have had to put strict safety measures in place. The number of customers allowed to enter stores is also being limited. Business Minister Paul Scully says it's a significant moment. This is a a small step, but it's a bigger um, effect on our economy if we get it right. And so as long as people stay sensible, they stay alert and they follow work with the retailers in terms of the changes that they put in their shops, then you know, every confidence that, uh, that we can get out, start shopping again, which actually not only the government's first priority has always been to save people's lives, but restoring livelihoods, making sure that we can protect businesses, protect our economy uh, is really important as well. We need to make sure that we can get back and start to go through the gears uh, and protect people's jobs. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Today, the battle over Winston Churchill's legacy and his statue in central London. There was a standoff over the weekend between police and far-right protesters who were vowing to protect the statue of Churchill in Whitehall. It had been desecrated with graffiti last week by Black Lives Matter protesters who argue that in his early life, Churchill was a racist, favouring imperialist policies that enslaved entire populations overseas. The genesis for all this was the awful murder of George Floyd by those brutes in in Minneapolis. Sir Nicholas Soames is Churchill's grandson. I think most people will acknowledge uh, that statue commemorates Churchill's war leadership. Of course you can criticise him, and of course they do criticise him. I mean, when he was younger, he may have said things that we certainly say today, but he was an Edwardian soldier. Some of his views judged today would be unacceptable, but just, you know, bottle it, learn from it. Thank God those views aren't the whole today. But at the end of the day, he led Britain and the Western world to triumph against the Nazis. All his life, he fought fascism. And to put was, was a fascist on his statue when he is the man who led this country 
to defeat the fascists and the Nazis in Germany. It's extraordinary. But he says people ought to be listening to the broader message of Black Lives Matter and address the lack of equity in society that activists are demanding. The main news again. In a landmark ruling, the U.S. Supreme Court has ruled employers may not discriminate against employees on the basis of sexual preference or gender identity. Paul Whelan, an American businessman in Moscow, is beginning a 16-year jail sentence for espionage. The U.S. government says it's outraged. And in Beijing, there are new fears over a fresh outbreak of COVID-19 that was traced back to a food market in the city. And that is the latest feature story news. Simon Marks reporting. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. So what do you think? What do you think about the news stories that are going around circulating the planet? Yeah, that was a long extended edition. I apologize. I normally normally give you three minutes, but today we went the, the matter of five. The matter of five. So I do apologize about that anyways. You'll be okay. I think you'll be okay. I'll be okay. We got our dose of news for today, for sure. Some certain things will change as we go forward. You know that. I know this. So let's take a look around. Anyways, let's kind of give you some of the stories coming from the top of the hit list, because that's what we need to do. We need to cover the information on exactly what's going on. So here we go. A stage rollback lockdown. These places have the greatest risk for contracting coronavirus, according to a survey of four public health experts, of course, in my favorite state of Michigan. So here we go. They rank the locations on scale between one and 10, with, of course, 10 being the riskiest. So let's take it from the top, going from the highest number all the way down. So here we go. Bars and large music concerts were ranked at a number nine. Sports stadiums, gyms, amusement parks, churches, and buffets, an eight. Public pools, a seven. Movie theaters, hair salons, barbershops, six. Plains, beaches, bowling alleys. Bowling alleys. Yeah, bowling alleys. Barkyard barbecues, a five. Busy city sidewalks and dentist offices, a four. Library, museums, grocery stores, hotels, and golf courses, a three. Pumping gas, walking, running, and biking, a two. And restaurant takeout and tennis, a one. Now, I was having the discussion earlier today with someone about tennis being ranked at number one out of 10. So let's go through that. So that being the lowest. And they were like, how can that be? Well, I would imagine that it has to do with the range between you and the person that you're playing against inside of the court. But, of course, that's just me taking a guess. Anyways, last week on Friday, we had a main story that came about that we talked about Chaz, and I want to give you a little bit of an update on what's going on there. The Seattle protesters who have been taken over a six-block territory are changing their name. That seems relatively quick. But, anyways, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, or Chaz, should now be called CHOP. Yeah, C-H-O-P, Capitol Hill Occupied Protest. Leaders of the movement say they don't want to suggest that they want to succeed from Seattle. So, I don't know. So now we have to take a whole look at what's going on. Because I know that last week there were some references that they were being similar to Antifa. Now that's a matter of opinion, if that's what you're thinking there, or exactly what's coming up. So what's your thought process behind this? Of course, we had a whole weekend to think about it and give it some thoughts about what's going on so i don't know something definitely to think about as we do move forward 
who the hell knows what's going on and how many more of these things are potentially going to pop up? That was my big question. Anyways, let's continue. Check your recent ground beef purchase. Yeah, I did say ground beef. A New Jersey packing company reports that 43,000 of raw ground beef may be contaminated with E. coli. Yeah, you heard me correctly there. Duh. And is believed to have been shipped nationwide. They say that it was found during a health and safety inspection and that no illnesses have been reported. So that's something to think about. I don't know as you as a safety professional, how you're taking a look at some of these things and how do some of these safety recalls work for you and inside of your organization, or even if you're in a meat packing, packing company, that's a different, a different aspect, a different story there. Of course, we can have those conversations as we move forward and have that incredible timeline of conversations about the things that actually do go on. But anyways, I just trying to bring the stuff up because I think it's important to discuss. We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why either, but it just tends to happen that way. Atlanta police officer shot and killed a 27-year-old man during what has been called a routine wellness check. Wellness check. Yeah, I did say wellness check. The man was parked on the Wednesday's on the Wendy's drive-thru. Footage shows the man was agreeing to a breathalyzer and then seconds later wrestling with other officers and taking off with a taser. Yeah, that's that's correct there. That's when the officer fired three times and killed him. The officer who fired shots has been fired and his part and his partner placed on administrative leave. Atlanta's police chief has resigned. The Wendy's where the shooting happened was burned down to the ground in a riot. 36 people were arrested in connection with the arson. Now, this all happened over the weekend. Don't know if you saw the video footage of it, but something that has come about. Now, what are you thinking here? Now, of course, we can't really talk much about the arson because that did occur. But with everything going on, especially with the conversations that we're having lately in regards to Black Lives Matter, and of course, also having the conversations and things that happened with George Floyd. How do you think about this, especially going on in the state of Georgia and especially going on in Atlanta? Now, the resignation of the actual police chief comes because there was this whole speculation that they could not change the environment around, and that's why they decided to step down. What are your thoughts there? How are you looking at this? Now, as you have more and more of these conversations and you see more and more of these things as news stories that pop up, what goes on inside of your workplace? What are the conversations that are being had in regards with the safety professionals? Now, don't get me wrong. As stated by other safety professionals, sometimes we're looked at as the subject matter experts for everything. So how are you looking at this right now? How is that conversation going about when people come up to you and say, I don't feel comfortable because X, Y, and Z is happening? How are you holding that moving forward? But also, let's kind of go back to the original segment there and go, how does this actually work for you? How does that conversation come about? So now we know that there was something that took place inside of a Wendy's or outside of a Wendy's, blah, blah, blah. And then there was... A shooting, number one. Number two, of course, we could talk about the taser portion, but then there was the actual rioting that occurred that burned the Wendy's down. How are you looking at all these things? How are the conversations being had inside of the organization? What are the different aspects that you take a look at as you do move forward? I don't know. I just keep on wondering how we're going to be able to proceed with some of these things that are going on. 
Have we told you? Do you know about this? We are looking for the next big safety podcast. This is the contest. Oh, yes, the contest. After producing and creating and interacting with several different artists, podcasters, and broadcasters, we want to offer to you the possibility of becoming the next big safety podcast. So what do you need to do? Right now, if you go to safetyfm.com forward slash contest, that's safetyfm.com forward slash contest, you have the possibility of being the next big safety podcast. You and your show could come onto the Safety FM network. For the next year, we will host your podcast on our servers. We will give you access to the Safety FM broadcast network and, of course, access to the Safety FM listeners. Come by to the website to enter. That's safetyfm.com forward slash contest. You can enter in daily. This contest is only valid for the United States of America. Please look at contest rules on the website. So, so, so that's the next big safety podcast contest that we actually have going on. Just so if you were not aware, and it expires today. It expires today. So if you have not entered, please go to the website, take an entry into it. We have our just like a hair under a thousand entries. Yeah, a thousand entries, which I find crazy, which is going to give me a lot of work to do, which I really enjoy. Um, that we can take a look at at some of the different potential podcasts that come on that could come on to the network. So if you're interested, today is the last day to do so. I believe it closes down at 3 p.m. Eastern time. You might want to double check that because I'm not 100% now that I mentioned that out loud. Anyways, at least 42,000 ships, shipping, excuse me, 42,000 cruise ship employees remain trapped on their vessels now for at least three months. That's been so far. So that's interesting to see. Some countries are still not allowing those abroad to return home. Cruises are banned by law in the U.S. until July 24th. Cruise liners say that they're eyeing an august date to resume operation so imagine that imagine that for a moment all of a sudden you decide hey i'm seeing some of the stuff with covid 19 is about to is taking place in some areas and i'm gonna turn around and i am going to go on a cruise so you go on a cruise do 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 And then you find out that you're about to return home, but they're not going to let you get off the ship. Makes that interesting. Then they determine that you can't get off the ship. So, okay, cool. But imagine you're an employee off of one of those ships and all of a sudden you're stuck like Chuck. It's, you know, your boss, your employer, your significant other, whatever. Says, go ahead, take one more shift before everything goes kind of awry here. Then what happens now that everything has gone crazy out there? Something to think about as you move forward, of course. More sarcasm than a Mortal Kombat beatdown. Rated R Safety Show. So as the country opens, gas prices continues to rise nationwide. The national average rose to $2.10 a gallon on Sunday. While that's up from the $1.74 low in April, it's average 70 cent below the average from last year. So something to think about. Now, what do you drive? Do you drive electric? Do you drive a gas-powered a gas-powered vehicle? I don't know if I should say this, but everything here is solar-powered. We're a whole fully solar-powered studio. We try to be environmentally friendly. Yeah. 
environmentally friendly. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do here. But anyways, I don't know. So are you going to be taking a look at this as these things are starting to reopen? Will you be doing some more driving if you have the opportunity to do so? Or will you take a look at it and go, no, I'm not going to drive as much right now. But you have the chance to because the prices of gas are so so much cheaper. But if you take a listen to what we were talking about at the very beginning, now things are are seeming to be a little bit more dangerous, depending on what area that you're in. Now, I know a lot of people are extremely tired of being locked up after such a long period of time. So what precautions are you taking to do, you know, X, Y, and Z? And are you at an organization or at a job? Some people like me to say job opposed to organization because organization sounds too formal. Or are you at a job where they'll allow you to come back already? Or are you still being furloughed? I don't know. A lot of questions come about. A lot of people that I know here locally that are doing the Disney gig, the amusement park gig, they still say that they don't know what the hell's going on with them. And Disney's scheduled to open on July the 11th, as we have discussed in some other news stories. Just something to think about as we do move forward here. Anyways, let's continue. A contingent, <laughs> a contingent of NBA pros are pushing back on the league's plan to restart the season at the end of July while hauled up at guess where? Disney World, because that's what we are just talking about. Of course, in Florida. Kyle Irving has the leading effort. The Wall Street Journal reports that he organized a call of players to voice their concerns both about their health as well as just distracting them from the ongoing national race discussion underway. Reps from the NBA say that they're moving forward towards an amicable solution. So what's going to happen here? How are you feeling about this NBA thing? Now, if the NBA does kick their season back on starting towards the end of July, what are you going to do now? Are you this something that's going to be of interest to you? Because we haven't really had a lot of sports come about. Now, I know NASCAR recently came about. The UFC has been doing some events, some sports entertainment. We'll call that for wrestling because that's a big thing here in Florida. Has actually been making the mark. So what are you taking a look at as you do have that conversation? Is this going to be something of interest of you? And then let's just kind of use the other aspect here. If they allow you, and I'm talking about the NBA or sporting arenas, allow you to go back and watch them live and in real time, is this something that you're going to be doing? Or is there some concerns? Here's a couple of things that I would like to bring up. Are you going to be concerned, number one, about other people that are there because of the potential spread? Number two, are you going to be ha having concerns about money-related issues because of cost? A lot of people that I know are doing a lot of cost-cutting measures because of everything that's going on. So something that I think about as we do have the discussion, how are you looking at this? I mean, as a safety professional, because that's normally the people that tend to take a listen to the show, Duh. what are you thinking here? Are you thinking that this is worth the cause? Now, I know that there's some people that say one thing, do others, and so on, and that's kind of how it goes, and I understand that. It's, um, pra it's not practicing what they preach, and that's okay, but what are you looking at as a safety professional about this? Is it something that's worth the cause for you? Is it something that you'd be willing to do in taking the risk of actually going out there to a sporting event because it's something now that's new to do? Something to think about as we have the discussion. You are listening to something magical. <laughs> You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Okay, the New Horizon probe is still beaming pictures of deep space back to Earth following its historic rendezvous with Pluto in 2015. At 4.3 billion miles away. Yeah, 4.3 billion with a B miles away. Duh. 
It was a new perspective of, of some of the closest stars to Earth, and it's even been able to measure the stars traveling through space, something that's nearly impossible to observe from our planet due to their relative distance. So something to think about. So Pluto, in tw- that was back in Pluto 2018. So th- take a look at the New Horizon stuff if you're able to go up onto the websites and take a look at what's going on out there. Over the weekend, Under Armour got into a the facial covering game, and it went well. The sports, mag- sports mark sold out within an hour. The company said that it's designed for athletes to be able to wear their mask working out, but the company warns that it's a non-medical, non-surgical mask and does not... Does not, does not, does not, does not, does not. Did I say does not? I just want to make sure. Duh. Does not protect against any virus. So it is a mask that is available, non-medical, non-surgical, and does not protect against viruses. And now this is the newest mask by Under Armour that was sold out in less than an hour. So what are you taking a look at when you purchase a mask? If you're using a mask, of course, that's the main thing. If you're using a mask, what kind of mask are you looking for? Do you have a certain guideline that you're looking at? Does it have a certain marking? Does it have a certain standard that you're looking for? Now, I use a particular mask that is has an air filter and a whole bunch of other weird stuff to it. But that's the one that I've opted to do. But that's me personally. Duh. What are you looking at as you're looking at a mask? Because let's be real. Okay, cool to have an Under Armour mask if that's your thing. But don't you want something more for protection opposed to it just being a mask to wear? Something to think about as we do move forward. So let's kind of go through this. You might find this interesting. For a real estate investment for less than $400,000, Uruguay will give you residency status, which means taxing dividends at as low price of 12% rate. You'll also have to live there for about 60 days a year. I guess that's not too bad. The new policy is part of the move to encourage tourism after the pandemic and jumpstarting the floundering economy. So would that be something that you would give some consideration to of actually moving to Uruguay? Of course, it has to be $400,000 or less. Just something to think about, of course. You know what I forgot? I forgot to give you the disclaimer. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Great. I wonder if this means I get to talk to the program director after this. I went so late into the show with the disclaimer. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's fun, whatever, whatever, whatever. But you know what this is. You know that right around this time we have the conversation because we have to do so. We're going to have to talk about some things here, and we'll call this the main story. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. So let's take a look at some things that occurred. So if you were kind of hanging around on Friday and paying a close attention, well, number one, Friday, let's talk about it right real quick in case you forgot, was June the 12th. And on June the 12th was the anniversary of the shootings that occurred at Pulse nightclub. Now, the interesting portion was there also something did tend to occur on June the 12th, but of 2020 now. And let me tell you what it ended up taking place. U.S. Health Agency reverses Obamacare transgender protection. And that was on the day of the anniversary of the Pulse shootings. 
So according to to the Reuters in Washington, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services issued a rule on Friday that would lift anti-discrimination protections under Obamacare for transgender people and women seeking abortions, drawing condemnation from Democratic lawmakers. Now, let's continue with that because this is where we're going to get politically, but hopefully not, but hopefully not too much. So let's go through this real quick. The rule reverses some of the provisions of the Affordable Care Act that passed during President Obama, Obama's administration, also known as Obamacare, that extended civil rights protection into health care to cover areas including gender identity and the termination of pregnancy. Of course, very controversial stuff there. LGBTQ rights groups, Democratic lawmaker and Democratic control states have decried efforts under the administration of Republican President Donald Trump to erode protections for lesbians, gay, bisexual, transgender and queer citizens. One group said that they planned to sue the administration over the new rule. The U.S. House of Representatives Speaker Nancy Pelosi called the decision a shocking attack on health care or well on health and well-being of countless vulnerable communities, including women, LGBTQ individuals, and people of color. The Trump administration also sought to restrict access to abortions. The Health Department, or HHS, said the regulation issued by the Obama administration in 2016 to implement anti-discrimination section 1557. Yeah, because we need all those regulatory numbers. Obamacare had Redefine sex discrimination to include termination of pregnancy and gender identity, which is defined as one internal sense of gender, which may be male, female, neither, or a combination of male and female. The regulation was struck down by the federal court in October of 2019. The HHS HHS will enforce Section 1157 by returning the government interpretation of sex discrimination according to plan meaning that the word sex, male or female, and is determined by biology, the department said on Friday. The Human Rights Campaign and LGBTQ advocacy group said that they plan to sue the Trump administration for exceeding their legal authority and attempting to remove the basic health care protections of the vulnerable communities, including the LGBTQ people. So I'm not sure 100% if you did see that, and that did occur on Friday. So I just want to make sure that we're very clear on that. So that was removed from the Obamacare or the Affordable Health Care Act of actually covering for the LGBTQ community. Now, let's get to Monday as news surfaced across the board. Now, this is going to tie, not tie in directly, but there's going to be some information there that you might want to take a listen to. So this is going to be the interesting swing here. So let's talk about this real quick. In a landmark case, Supreme Court rules that LGBTQ workers are protected from job discrimination. Now, this has been something that's been going on. So let's kind of cover some of the information just so you'll be familiar with it if you're not already. The U.S. Supreme Court ruled on Monday that an existing federal law forbids job discrimination as a basis of sexual orientation and transgender status. A major victory for advocates of gay rights and a surprising one from an Increasingly conservative court. Yeah, the Supreme Court is is extremely conservative. So take a look at this and take a listen as we go forward. In decision of two separate cases, the court said that Title VII of the Civil of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which makes it illegal for employers to discriminate because of the person's sex, among other factors, also covers sexual orientation and transgender status. It upheld the ruling from a lower courts 
that said discrimination was based on those factors was a form of sex discrimination. Across the nation, 21 states have their own laws forbidding job discrimination based on sexual orientation or gender identification. Seven more provide that protection only for public employees. Yeah, public employees. Those laws remain in force, but Monday's ruling means that federal law now provides similar protections for LGBT employees in the rest of the country. Gay rights groups consider the issue a highly significant one, even more important than the fight to get the right to marry because it nearly every LGBT adult has or needs a job. Good point there, of course. They're concerned that sexual orientation was not the minds of anyone in Congress when the civil rights law passed. But they said that when an employer fires a male employee for dating a man, but not a female who is dating a man, that violates the law. The ruling were victories for George Bostock, who was fired from a county job in Georgia after he joined a gay softball team and the relatives of Donald Zorda, a skydiving instructor who was fired after he told a female client not to worry about being strapped on tightly to him during a jump because he was 100% gay. Zorda died before the case reached the Supreme Court. Now, here's where it's going to get a little bit interesting. The Trump administration had urged the court to rule that Title VII does not cover cases like those in a reversal from the position that the government took during the Obama administration. The ordinary meaning of sex is biological that make male, excuse me, make that biologically make or excuse me, or male or female. The words are screwed up on the screen. I apologize. It does not include sexual orientation. The Justice Department said that that an employer who discriminates against employees in the same sex relation thus does not does not violate Section Seven as long as it treats men. Same-sex relationship and the same as women in same-sex relationships. So it's something to think about as we move forward there. The cases come across from the Supreme Court no longer include Anthony Kennedy, who wrote all the court-significant gay rights decision. He was succeeded by Brent, and I'm going to butcher his last name, so we'll just skip that, who is generally more conservative than Kennedy. In a separate case, the court ruled that Title VII outlaws discriminations against transgender employees if upheld a lower court ruling that said Amy Stevens was impersonally fired from her job at a Michigan funeral home two weeks after she told her boss that she was transgender. The company said that she failed to follow the dress code. Stevens did not live, excuse me, Stevens did not live to see the case. She died on May the 12th while undergoing a hospice care for kidney disease. So something to think about here. So now we're seeing this ruling that came out earlier today. This was about 10 o'clock this morning, give or take, about the lawmaker case Supreme Court rules about the LGBTQ workers and how they're protected from discrimination. Now, what are your thoughts about this? Now, this is has become a civil rights issue. Now, the question that I have and or the question that comes up, of course, is that I take a look at this and go, OK, so this is a portion of this changed on Monday. And then there was the stuff about the Affordable Health Care Act removing from the portion of protecting the LGBTQ community. Now, how is that going to work? How can one thing be one way and another thing be another? 
how is that going to be legitimately be viable across the board? Now, of course, we can sit here and go, Jay, you are going into some kind of political rant. And no, it's not a political rant. It's a conversation. How is one thing okay here and not okay there? And how does that move forward? That's what I try to understand because I have a very hard time understanding some of that information. It's not an easy thing to do, of course, because it's so different depending on how you look at it. It's so different as you move forward with it. So we can sit here all day and have a quote unquote debate conversation or so on. But what does it mean exactly? How does that move forward? How does the conversation progress? And how are certain things okay and other things not okay? It's really something for you to think about as we do move forward with this. You are listening to a radio god. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a radio god. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. So covering around some other things that are going on, Ricky Valens has died. The well singer known for his controversial song, Tell Laura I Love Her, passed away over the weekend after a long battle with dementia. He was 84. Just in some celebrity news, because some people have been asking, so I'll share it. Kelly Clarkson has filed for divorce from her husband, Brandon Blackstock. According to The Blast, the 38-year-old filed documents on June the 4th, asking for their prenup to be enforced and listed as a separation date as to be determined. Neither Clarkson nor Blackstock have commented on the news. The couple do have two children together, just so you know, just in case you didn't know. Anyways, let's continue, continue, continue. President Trump's chief economic advisor says that rallies should wear masks for MAGA event in Tulsa this week. Larry Kudrow, or Kudlow, excuse me, said that CNN, that, is, that the economies open up, masks should be worn, and social distancing guidelines should be continued to be followed. When pressed if this should be, extend to Trump's rally, he conceded to the attendees probably should. Trump has been resistant to the idea of wearing a mask in public and the rallies this week will be the first time of uh, this rally will be the first rally in three months so it'll be interesting to see how that moves forward of course as we talk about it so here we go president trump can walk just fine thank you very much photos of the video that we're walking walking down a ramp following a, a commencement back at west point on saturday have sparked mockery over the internet who point out that it appears that it to be shuffling his feet as he's walking slowly. True to the fashion, Trump took to Twitter to defend his walking style. The ramp and I descent after my West Point commencement speech was very long and steep, had no handrail, most importantly was very slippery, he added. The last thing I was going to do was fall for fake news to have fun with. To have fun with. Final 10 feet, I ran down the level ground. Momentum. That was according to his tweet that just came out anyways. No winner for Friday night's Mega Million drawing. Tuesday's night drawing will be for $22 million jackpot or $17.2 million cash payout. If you're into that kind of thing, there you go. No winner for Saturday night's Powerball drawing either. Wednesday's drawing will be for $22 million. There you go, 22 again. Jackpot or a $17.5 million cash payout. So play away if that's what you're into because I surely as hell don't play. Duh. Duh. Anyways, let's continue, continue, continue. No news to share with you about the good old 
box office because there's not enough information out there. Now, I will share some news as we move forward. So let me kind of tell you this real quick. Christopher Nolan's film Tenet has been pushed back to theatrical debut by two weeks. The film starting Robert Pattinson and John David Washington was initially slated for July the 17th and will now debut on July the 31st. To fill the gap of many theaters that are planning to release one of Nolan's biggest hits, Inception, in honor of the 10th year anniversary. Just so you know. Also, Warner Brothers Films has pushed back Wonder Woman again. The movie was originally supposed to come out on June the 5th, but got pushed back to August 14th due to the coronavirus pandemic. But now it won't be released until October. Yep. So we'll see what happens because the movie theaters opening back up will be a factor on what's going to happen there. Also, don't know if you heard about this, but let me kind of let me tread lightly on this one. Nickelodeon revealed in a tweet celebrating Pride Month that SpongeBob SquarePants is a member of the LBG or the LGBTQ community. On Saturday, the network tweeted a picture of SpongeBob from Henry Danger and Cora from Avatar, the Legion of Korra, along with the caption celebrating Pride with the LGBT community and their allies this month and every month. While the network did not specify exactly how SpongeBob identifies, SpongeBob Gay was attending over the weekend. So that was trending all over the place. If you did take a look, something to talk about, of course, because that's conversational pieces. Anyways, the social media super slews are at it again on Friday Some eagle-eyed Beehive member speculated that Queen Bee herself, a.k.a. Beyonce, may have predicted the recent upsurge in Black Lives Matter's moment back in January. Taking to Instagram, the star of the year and the singer posted a series of black squares without any caption. At the time, the images racked up thousands of likes, but now fans are questioning if there was a deeper meaning with some speculating the posts were foreshadowing the recent Blackout Tuesday. I see why am I, but really, how could could you have? Oh, yes. On June the 2nd, million of people took to social media on their solidarity with Black Lives Matter's movement by posting black squares and Blackout Tuesday. Additional users silenced their own content for the day to take time to learn about racism and making actual change. So something to think about as you do see that. Anyways, let's continue with some more news stories on what's going on in celebrity news, because some people find that important. Joe Exotic husband Dylan Passage has revealed that the Tiger King star is struggling in danger behind bars. The former zoo owner who is revealing 22-year sentence for plotting a murder against his nemesis Carol Baskin has alleged been been in solitary confinement for four months and has not been allowed to see his husband. Passage called exotic treatment cruel and unusual punishment, adding that he can't necessarily grasp to stay updated with what's happening inside of there. So something to think about real quick. And then I'll try to tie this up with the end here with, of course, celebrity news because it's just way too much for me. (laughs) Taylor Swift is asking her home state, Tennessee, to remove public statues of racist historical figures and white supremacists. The song trust addressed the Capitol Commission in the Tennessee Historical Commission in a lengthy Instagram post asking them both to think about how hurtful it is to keep fighting for the monument and continuing the cycle of hurt. She concluded that her post saying you can change history, but you can but you can't change history, but you can change this. No word on what she had heard in response of what they had to say. 
Now let's wrap this up with some sporting news real quick. As you are aware, the NFL should be starting relatively soon. At least one is hoping. Let's go through what Jim Harbaugh had to say. Jim Harbaugh thinks that some of the NFL coronavirus guidelines are impossible. In an interview for 105.7 The Raven, coach said, I've seen all the memos on what and on that. And to be quite honest with you, it is impossible for what they're asking us to do. Humanly impossible. He continued, I'm pretty sure that huddles is not going to be a six feet spaced area are the guys going to shower one one at a time all day are the guys going to lift weights one at a time all day these are things that the league and the players association need to get a handle on and need to get agreed on with some common sense so we can operate in a 13-hour day training camp that's they're going to be giving us to get our work done that's one of the things that you'll have to tell by my voice, I'm a little frustrated on what that what I'm hearing, and I think that they need to get pinned down a little better. The first preseason game at the Hall of at the Hall of Fame is set for August the sixth in Canton, Ohio, between the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Harbaugh hopes that by that point there will be a more realistic, practical guidelines. So something to think about as he's talking about it. More sarcasm than a Mortal Kombat beatdown. Rated R Safety Show. So anyways, let me tell you this portion real quick. Let me tell you about the days of the year that you could celebrate today if you're interested in so doing so. So let's talk about it. National Smile Power Day and Nature Photography Day. So those are the only two that I have listed, just so you know. Anyways, thank you for kind of taking a look around at what we have going on. And let's listen to a message from, you know, that guy. Nobody's life's easy, and sometimes life presents us with mountains that seem too high to climb. But that's when I dig in. When push comes to shove, it comes down to your will to win. I'm a trial lawyer, and a trial's a heavyweight championship fight. Figer Law won't back down, we won't give up, and we never give in. Ever. Listen at your own risk. Rated R Safety Show. Yeah, it's a risky proposition when you're hanging out around here at the Rated R Safety Show. Anyways, this is going to bring our show to an end. Thank you for listening to Real Talk or Real Safety Talk, however you want to take a look at it. Anyways, thank you for always being the best part of Safety FM, and that is the listener. Without you, we couldn't do what we do here. So thank you for always coming out, taking a listen to what we have going on, or taking a view of what we have going on. Anyway, some fun stuff coming up. Have some things scheduled for you. Tomorrow, we will announce the new contest, just so you know. So I'll give you that little preview where you can see what our new contest is. It'll be a quick little turnaround on that one, just so you fully are aware. Anyways, always thank you for being the best part of Safety FM. That is the listener. Thank you to all the Safety FMers who are part of our actual list of what's going on. If you want to be part of our exclusive list, come to safetyfm.com to join along. Anyways, I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you, mean it. Bye. Duh. 
The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. Have we told you? Do you know about this? We are looking for the next big safety podcast. This is the contest. Oh, yes, the contest. After producing and creating and interacting with several different artists, podcasters, and broadcasters, we want to offer to you the possibility of becoming the next big safety podcast. So what do you need to do? Right now, if you go to safetyfm.com forward slash contest, that's safetyfm.com forward slash contest you have the possibility of being the next big safety podcast you and your show could come onto the safety fm network for the next year we will host your podcast on our servers we will give you access to the safety fm broadcast network and of course access to the safety fm listeners come by to the website to enter that's safetyfm.com forward slash contest you can enter in daily this contest is only valid for the united states of america please look at contest rules on the website